The Vape Passion Show, episode 94. In this episode, we're going to talk about an e-juice review of that Thai tea, though. The amount of legs on your battery contacts doesn't improve performance. A recent study says pregnant women shouldn't vape fruity e-juice flavors. E-Cig Express messed up some discounts, so check your receipts. There's a product recall on the Segeli J150 Plus. And is the My First Vape Toy real? Hey, welcome back to the Vape Passion Show. I'm Alex, this is episode 94, and I'm recording this on December 5th, 2017. If you're planning on buying a vape product anytime soon and you want to support this show, go to vapepassion.com vendors and buy from one of those links. There are more than 50 popular vendors listed. I'll get a small commission for referring you, but it doesn't cost you anything extra. And if you're wondering why I'm talking a little bit quieter, uh, it's because my... Uh, usually I record when everyone goes to sleep, but now that it's cold, the air conditioner's off in the bedroom. So my, my wife and my daughter, they can hear me if I talk too loud. So I have to be a little bit quieter, so I'm sorry if it, if it comes off too quiet. So as you might have noticed, uh, these shows have been coming out every two weeks rather than every week. And that's not my new schedule, but I've just been too overwhelmed with work and school. But I do hope to continue doing weekly episodes as much as I can. I've also been trying to catch up on reviews because I owe a few companies some reviews and I just need to get them finished. So you might have noticed that I published a, a review for the Joytech D19 Exceed kit, which I love and I use every single day now. Uh, it's a great beginner device and works great for mouth to lung high nicotine vaping. And something that I wanna follow up on after that review is something that I learned from Daniel of DJ LSB Vapes review on, on the Exceed kit. And this is in regards to the direct output and constant output mode. So I received a comment from one of Daniel's biggest fans, uh, Sophia Clouds, scolding me for not realizing that the direct output and constant output doesn't really change anything on the Exceed, which she says I, I would have known if I watched Daniel's review. And I actually do watch Daniel. I've, I've been a follower of his for a long time, but I don't have time to watch all of his reviews. And so I also recorded my review before Daniel released his. But anyway, I'm mentioning it now. Um, it's supposed to work, but it doesn't really do much. I did run the battery down to empty using both modes, and I'll be honest, I, I didn't notice much change either, but I also didn't think that it wasn't working. Um, it's just, it's hard to notice those things on a, on a device that runs at such low wattage. But as I mentioned to her, that's why she watches Daniel, right? Because he has the equipment to test things like that. So anyway, that's that. And if any of you ever notice that I've missed something in one of my reviews or if I got something wrong, just let me know and I'll make sure to correct uh, what I can. I also just finished recording my review for the Athena Squonk kit, which was sent to me from esmoke.com, e-smoke.com. So thanks to them for sending it to me. They gave me a coupon code to get it for $48 with free shipping too, if you're interested. That code is E-S-A-S-K. But I've been using the Athena Squonk mod and RDA pretty much nonstop, and I love it. It's a great mechanical mod, uh, and it hits hard. I think it's totally worth the price. The Squonk bottles aren't the greatest, but if you like squonking and you're comfortable with mechs, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I've also been using the Pulse BF mod, which I, I've also been loving. It's just a, a really nice mechanical squonker. The design and feel of it is, is really what's so nice about it. It feels quality and it's comfortable to hold. It, it does seem to have a noticeable voltage drop though, especially uh, comparing it to the Athena Squonk mod, but it's still really nice and it's affordable too. Squonking is just blowing up like crazy right now. I actually also just received an RDA for review called the Condor Squonk RDA, and the creator of it keeps telling me that if I don't get enough flavor from the prepackaged coils that I should try other builds, and I, I think she's just really worried that I won't like it for some reason, but right out of the box, I think the flavor is pretty good. It has an interesting design to where it has both bottom airflow slots and side 
airflow, and it also squonks from the very top of the post so that it saturates the wicks from the top down. It works pretty good, and I'm really liking it so far. My only con with it is that it's hard to see what airflow holes are open on the barrel, but other than that, it works nice. Okay, so with all of that out of the way, let's get into the topics this week, starting with an e-juice review of that Thai tea, though. So I got this from marinavape.com for the purpose of this review, and they describe it as classic Thai iced tea with aromatic Thai spices to make the perfect tea blended with sweet, creamy, condensed milk. So this comes in 30 mil bottles for $14.99. It comes with nicotine strengths of 0, 3, and 6, and it's a Max VG e-juice. So it smells like a, a really sweet and creamy cookie, uh, maybe a slight hint of tea. So I'm vaping this on the Smoke Alien 220 with uh, with the Goon RDA, Goon 1.5 RDA on top, and it's built at 0.33 ohms and 90 watts. It really does taste like a Thai iced tea, a, a very sweet Thai iced tea. And actually, I have Thai iced tea um, because my wife is a tea fiend. Um, I do vape reviews. She should do some tea reviews because like, she's obsessed with tea. And I actually had to build her a tea drawer in the kitchen. So, um, so I have some here. It tastes just like it. The only difference, though, is that uh, the vape has like a creaminess, like it has milk, because Thai iced tea a lot of times has cream or milk in it, and I don't drink milk, so it just messes up my stomach, so I, I d didn't put any milk in this, but um, other than that, it tastes just like it, so yeah, it's pretty good. I would, if you like Thai iced tea, I think you'd like it. Okay, now let's talk batteries. So do the amount of legs on your battery contacts improve performance? So our favorite battery expert, Mooch, had a public service announcement for the vape community recently. He noticed that a lot of people were making assumptions that more legs on a battery on the top, top contact translates to better performing batteries. This is probably in response to the recent news of his, of the iJoy now making a four leg version of their 2700 battery, which turned out to perform worse than their previous five leg version. Well, that's just a coincidence. Mooch actually confirmed that the four leg iJoy battery is the only version of a, of a four and five leg version that performs worse than its five leg counterpart. The fact of the matter is that the amount of legs on a positive battery contact doesn't mean anything in terms of performance. And I actually did reach out to Mooch and ask him, uh, asked him if there are any benefits at all in the amount of legs on a battery, and he said no. The amount of legs are more of a marketing and product distinction, but that's it. All right, and now let's talk some science and research. So there's a recent study that says pregnant women shouldn't vape fruity e-juice flavors. Uh, there's this study going around saying that fruity e-juice flavors are more toxic than others. And this one has been getting picked up all over the place, even on big publishers like Lifehacker and The Atlantic. So, yeah, everyone's picking it up. Um, so let's talk about it. This study was performed by a team of researchers at the Virginia Commonwealth University. The question that the researchers wanted to answer is if vaping is safer than smoking, for pregnant women, and if not, what are the harms? They performed an in vivo test, meaning the test was performed on living organisms or cells, of e-cig vapor on the head and face of African clawed frogs. Basically, they were trying to learn if vaping had any effect on facial development. They found that the vapor on the cells created a variety of defects during embryonic development. They found that frogs were born with facial clefts, 
mid-face hypoplasia, and hypoplasia means that tissue didn't fully develop, uh, cranial cartilage defects, cranial muscle defects, and a reduction in blood supply to the face. And something really interesting is that people commonly say that nicotine is to blame for birth defects, but this study specifically says that nicotine isn't the main factor for defects, but that it can amplify the effects of other components in the e-juice. I'm not entirely sure of the tank that they used, but they said that they used an Aspire K2 with a 1.0 8 mil tank using a 1.6 ohm coil head, which sounds like the same specs as the tank that originally comes with the K2. The device was connected to a pump that took 10 3.5 second puffs with 30 second intervals between each drag. I'm not going to go into the rest of the methodology because it's extremely technical, but that's the gist of it. As for e-juice, they used both a lab-grade e-juice containing only nicotine, PG, and VG, no flavoring, and then they also used six other e-liquids of various flavors and ingredients. The lab-grade e-juice was diluted at a 1 to 10 ratio and a 1 to 100 ratio. At the less diluted ratio, 1 to 10, they found severe defects at all levels of nicotine, but 100% lethality of the embryos at 18 milligrams and 24 milligram nicotine strengths. At the more diluted ratio, 1 to 100, they still saw defects, but mostly minor. And they found that the less diluted e-juice was more relevant to humans, so that's what they kept testing on. So four of the six flavored e-juices they tested showed only small defects and resembled untreated subjects. But two of the e-juices showed extreme defects. One of those e-juices had strawberry, almond, caramel, vanilla, biscuit, and Vienna cream. The other e-juice had cereal, berries, cream, and citrus. That led them to further researching just those two outliers. They tested those two e-juices, both with and without nicotine, at various strengths, and found that defects happened in all tests, but more so with stronger nicotine strengths. So here's what they found in relation to flavors. The flavors they tested that had banana pudding, cinnamon, menthol, and cola, had higher toxicity on the cells of the outer lung tissue. In two of the e-liquids, which shared the flavors of berries and cream, they found severe craniofacial defects and effects on development of cranial muscle and cartilage. They concluded that there is currently little or no scientific data to either support or dispel the idea that vaping is safer than smoking during pregnancy, but that this study shows that vaping could have risks during embryo development. They also noted that it might not be the flavors that causes these issues, but rather the amount of ingredients or the, the, the number of chemical components. I have seen some people say that this study has been debunked, but I haven't seen anything yet, um, not that really debunks it. I've seen some people suggest that some, some things were wrong with the study. For example, that three and a half second draws on a 1.6 ohm atomizer could have resulted in dry puffs. Um, that definitely could have played a role. Fergus Mason also published his thoughts on this study, and he pointed out that frog embryos are also extremely sensitive to salt and that the saline solution that the researchers used may have played a role there. So burnt hits and the saline solution definitely could have played some role in some of the results, but it doesn't explain why four of the e-juices e had almost no deforming effects on the embryos, but still both are worth considering. Okay, so here's my thoughts. First, and the most obvious, is that the study was performed on frog embryos, which might have totally different effects than it would on humans. Um, the head researcher did say that frogs are similar to humans embryonically, though. Uh, it would be unfair of me to not mention that. But pigs are too, and not every study that shows an effect on pigs is the same for humans. These frogs were also placed in e-juice solutions, which is not how we consume e-juice. They were also in heavy concentrations of e-juice for long periods of time. I also think that there may be some things that these researchers missed. For example, that some cream flavors have acetoin or acetylpropanol or diacetyl, and both of their most harmful e-juices had cream. 
Now, I don't know what version of creams those e-juices had, but still something to note. And this is really just very early research that may or may not mean anything at all. It's, it's really just a stepping stone to another study, which also may or may not mean anything at all. Uh, studies like these, they're, they're only used for predictions, but they don't really mean much else. The research team actually plans to perform the same tests on mice next year if they can get the funding. So you can expect to see another study just like this one soon. All right, and now here's a, a quick PSA for any of you who purchased from eSig Express on Black Friday. So eSig Express messed up some discounts, so check your receipts. There were a couple of reports that eSig Express messed up some of the discounts on uh, orders recently, and I don't know if this is related only to Black Friday and Cyber Monday, um, but or, or if it's been happening longer than that, but customers have been reporting that for uh, for some reason the shopping cart isn't updating the prices correctly on some orders. For example, someone on Reddit mentioned that their order qualified them for a free sample pack of jungle flavors, but after double checking the receipt, they were actually charged for it. The customer service over at eSig Express is really good though, and they've been making sure to fix any problems quickly, so that's awesome. So if your order got messed up, you can send them an email and they'll fix it up right away. Okay, now for some product recall news. There's a product recall on the Segeli J150 Plus. The well-known vape product manufacturer Segeli just recently released a recall on their Segeli J150 Plus mod. The reason for the recall is that some sort of malfunction is causing sparking and uh, potential battery venting. So yeah, obviously very dangerous. The J150 Plus is a fairly new product that was released just a few months ago, but the recall only applies to models that were shipped between November 13th and November 24th. Segeli says that anything shipped before or after that date is fine, but what's important to know is that it doesn't matter when you re when you as a consumer received your device it matters when the vendor that you bought it from received the product so if you did buy one ask your vendor if they're aware of the recall and if your device is one of the malfunctioning ones i couldn't find any actual reports of this happening and uh, sigeli announced the recall shortly after the recall dates which leads me to believe that sigeli actually identified the problem themselves and then they proactively sent out the recall which is awesome for a, a vape manufacturer you you just don't see that kind of response from uh, most China-based vape manufacturers. I mean, look at Wismec, for example. They had at least two recent products that should have been recalled, the, the Predator 228 and the Exoskeleton, but they totally ignored the issues and the complaints, and then they just went on like nothing was wrong. So, uh, much respect to Sigeli for handling this one so quickly. All right, and moving on to the last topic this week, is the My First Vape Toy real? So there's been an image shared on social media for at least a couple of months now showing a product shot of a, a toy called My First Vape. It features a baby on the box holding a plastic toy vape up to his mouth. Uh, the mod has a big smiley face on it and it blows bubbles. According to the box, it's for kids nine months and up and it also comes with a plastic e-juice bottle filled with bubble refill liquid. And I think most of you probably realize that this is satire and not a real product, but I still see this being shared on social media all the time with people being upset that such a thing even exists. So let's get into the story of where this came from. It was designed by Adam Padilla, who creates memes, and he posts them on Instagram every single day, at least one meme every day. Uh, a lot of times they're fake products, just like the My First Vape. When the My First Vape meme blew up and people found out that it was fake, people jumped to conclusions, saying that since he works for an advertising agency, one of his clients must be a tobacco company or someone on someone who works with tobacco control. Vaping360.com even reported that some vapers discovered that Padilla's company, Brandfire, has done some advertising for uh, Pfizer, who sells Chantix, and who also donates a lot of money to organizations that discredit vaping. Those are some pretty big assumptions there. When Padilla was asked about the My First Vape, he said that many of his friends vape, 
and he sees the vape gear all the time, so it was just top of mind. He thought it would be funny uh, and, a, and a really crazy idea for a baby toy, so that's why he created it. It's just what he does. He doesn't have an agenda. He just comes up with these crazy ideas, and then he, he puts them on Instagram. And you can go look at his Instagram account, and, and you'll see hundreds of, of fake products like this. In fact, he actually created a ton of outrage not too long ago when he designed another fake product called the Fisher-Price Happy Hour Playset. And it features a bar with stools and fake beer bottles. It was actually picked up by various news stations and, and even it even prompted Fisher Price to make a public statement saying that it was fake, that they didn't actually create something like that. So there you go. Now you know. Okay, that's all I have for this week. You'll find the show notes for this episode on baitpassion.com. Just do a search for episode 94. If you want to support this show, consider donating to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash baitpassion. You can follow me on Twitter at baitpassion and I'm also on Facebook. If you like the show, I'd love it if you gave me a review on iTunes. You can also catch the video version of the podcast on YouTube. If you're not already a subscriber, please subscribe. If you want to get notifications of new reviews or of the show, you can sign up to receive my weekly email on vapepassion.com. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to email me anytime or leave a comment on one of my videos. All right, I'll see you next week.